of how to move on uh before we get started with this whole thing if wherever you are make sure you are following this podcast channel because i'm gonna be obviously i'm gonna be interviewing a lot of people you know we, we, we got some badass people okay i'm just gonna say you know i've already got motivational speakers we got some people that in the mental health space we got people in the breakup in the dating and uh, relationship space even breakup space and all kinds of space but we're talking about how to move on and I have a very special guest with us today. He's a father. He's a husband. And, you know, he likes to call himself a baseball dad. And you know what? You know, baseball dads in, you know, in, the, in the Dominican culture, it's, 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 it's up there. It's, it's, it's great, okay? And he's the founder and CEO of Inspire the Youth, okay? So I want everyone to give a round of applause. Hey, uh, it's Nelson Osari. Osorio? Did I say that? Osorio. You got it, bud. Nelson, you there? Can you hear me? Say that one more time. Can you hear me, bud? I can hear you. I can hear you. It's just strange. I can't hear you through my headphones. (laughs) Uh, Switch them up real quick. No, it's all good, man. We're here now, so I, I can hear you loud and clear. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you for the introduction, man. You actually, man, you know, it feels good to get introduced uh, the professional way. I like it, man. Well, you know, I got to keep it 100, man. I got to, I, I, I don't know. It's just always been like that with me ever since I was like, I mean, I've I seen it from my dad, you know, being professional and I wanted to be like that, you know, growing up, you know, just be professional and like where I go. And, you know, I guess I just got that. I, I just got that from him. So, um, but yeah, man, how you doing? Uh-oh. I think I lost you. You good now? I, I can hear you now. Yeah, no, I'm glad we got a chance to connect through Clubhouse, man. It's exciting to to get featured on a podcast and I'm definitely looking forward to our conversation today. And I know you highlighted baseball dad. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I, I put it in there. I think every Dominican uh, male, as soon as they have a kid, is just instantly this baseball dad expert. Although I think I only played in high school for like one or two years. So I'm definitely no expert by any means, you know. Oh, no, man, I, I'd say own it, dude. My dad did the same thing. You know, he owned up to it. And he's just like, I'm, I'm a baseball dad. My, my, he's like, my son played both, well, both of his sons because it was me and my brother. It was me and my older brother at the time. I got a little brother, but he doesn't play sports, unfortunately. <laughs> oh no, your your dad must have been must have been tortured growing up. Oh uh, no, no, he he definitely was tortured by me and my brother and, and me and my older brother. But he's so calm now, and my little brother gets the benefit. He 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 gets. He, it's just. My dad has taken it extremely easy. <laughs> That's funny. No, I know. I hear you. I mean, we're, you know, I have a 10-year-old son. So um, his, his first roundabout when it came to sports was actually soccer, which he hated, um, was not his thing. 
Um, and you know, Dominicans, I'm like, it's time for baseball. That's why. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's up to, he loves it. He likes baseball. If he doesn't, you know, he's done like jujitsu and uh, wrestling and a bunch of other stuff. So, you know, yeah. expo expose him to everything and let them kind of pick is my philosophy. Yeah. It's funny that you, you said your son is like 10 years old. My, my little brother actually, he just turned 11 today. I got to give him a call. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, but you are the founder and CEO of Inspire the Youth. Uh, like, tell me about that. Yes. So, funny story. I actually dropped out of college and never went back um, in, 2000 and, in 2005. Yeah, but Inspire <laughs> the Youth is actually an agency. So, I, in 2015, I founded the company on the premise of wanted to help teenagers just understand, like, uh, career paths or, you know, understanding the difference between business and getting a job and finance and, and some of the things that maybe high school doesn't necessarily focus on or wasn't focusing on at the time. And, uh, you know, two years in, we ended up getting approved by the New Jersey State Medicaid um, to hire therapists. So Congratulations. now, yeah, thank you. It's, it's a big jump because, and I emphasize that I dropped out of college because now I have to hire people with a master's degree or higher. I'm not allowed to hire people that do not have a master's degree. So it's kind of one of those weird scenarios, right? That everyone I interview is well overqualified. Um, and yeah. I'm the kid who, who ends up dropping out of college, but it's a nice marriage because the people I hire don't want to be burdened with administrative stuff or networking and finance for billing. And, you know, they just want to do their therapy and, and be fulfilled by, you know, by what they've studied and stuff like that. So it's good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I don't blame you for, you know, dropping out and pursuing your dreams. I mean, I mean, this is something that spoke to you a lot more. And then, I mean, this is your, this is pretty much your vision and, right. you know, this, and, and pretty much this is how you got started with the whole thing. And how, how long has it been around? Uh, so I started the company in 2015, right at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, but it hasn't been an easy journey. You know, I, I think over the past few years, it's been it's been cool or sexy to be an entrepreneur, right? Like everyone's title now is entrepreneur and everyone's a serial entrepreneur and it's cool. 2005, dropping out of college was insane. I mean, my parents hated me. For, I, they didn't hate me, but they were extremely angry at the fact that I made that decision. Um, and not just my parents, my brother, my friends, um, you know, over the past few years, if you say you don't go to college, it's very accepted. So it was a difficult journey, at least in terms of coping with the judgment from all the people kind yeah. of coming in. Um, so for years, I, I think I struggled kind of with like an identity challenge, just like trying to prove people wrong, um, this big chip on my shoulder. So I'm, I'm glad I am a success story. Um, but for everyone who, who's trying to be a business owner and actually success and, and make money. Um, you know, it's a lonely journey. You know, a lot of people kind of yeah. kind of go against this. So, um, but what's your, I mean, what's your education background? Did you do college or? I did do college, and I was actually trying to. I was actually trying to drop out. <laughs> trying? It's pretty easy to drop out, buddy. To, I was actually trying to drop out, and the only reason why I was trying to drop out because I was so fatigued from all the stuff, unnecessary stuff I had to do. And, you know, we're talking about how to move on from going from that. I was actually trying to move on from college. And, you know, it's just so much fatigue mentally that I was going through. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Right. And, 
you know, obviously Dominican mom and my dad's in, uh, you know, he's in the East Coast. Okay. And I'm out here and she's out in the West Coast, but, you know, both of them talk to me. Mm. And, you know, when you got Dominican parents, man, that, <laughs> they'll put that guilt in you. <laughs> I, I know, bro. I know. I mean, trust me, like I said, when I, you know, oddly enough, I didn't even tell them. I just dropped, I didn't, I just didn't register for the following semester. Um, and I was working full time. And I think my mom in, going into like October, November. So, you know, I don't think she was paying attention that in September, this kid should be going to school. I think she, yeah. she kind of just realized, like, wow, this kid's always around after work. You know, <laughs> he's not studying for anything. Um, no, and 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 here's the thing: is like, um, you know, my 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 dad, he was just like, he 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 was telling me like he'd be the fourth person in our family, you know, to get a college educate to get a college education. My mom kind of hit me like in the head in the head over it. Saying you be the first one, and I was just like, "Damn, the <laughs> wow, <laughs> no way!" I mean, look, I just want to, I guess, take a step back and say I do encourage people to go to college if they feel like there's a purpose. You know, with my son again, he's ten, and I'm not yep. pushing my son to not go to college. Like that's far yep. from it. I'm just like, find your passion, and if college is going to help you figure out how to get there, then then go to college. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's very simple, but. At the same time, if you're doing something, going down a path that college is kind of getting in your way, or maybe you do have a safety net. Like I had the safety net of my parents. So as risky as it looked to not go to college, I was living at home at the time, you know, 19 years old, 20 years old, paying, same. you know, paying some bills because <laughs> Dominican mom wasn't trying to let me live for free. But, um, same. <laughs> but, my, but, but what was my risk, right? Like I could have went back to school two years later if I kind of couldn't figure it out. That was always my philosophy behind it. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, but sorry, you were sharing. What what degree did you end up getting? Um, I ended up getting a dance degree because I was a professional dancer. My man. My yeah, man. very nice. You know, it wasn't just it wasn't it wasn't just the bachata, merengue, salsa that I was doing. It was all the hip <laughs> and then they had me doing ballet. I was they had me doing jazz, and I was just like, oh, so you're, I mean, you're like, legit. I had to learn about. I, I had to learn about the body, you know, with the anatomy class, and that was my last class that I ever to to complete. For a uh, to get my college degree, it was the hardest class I've ever took, and wow. I, I was pretty much just. At, 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 I mean, I got it done. I, I got it done at the time, and I was dating this girl at the time, and she encouraged me and stuff like that. So I, I, that 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 helped a lot, and you know, I got the whole thing done. But I I honestly looking at that background, looking at the dance degree, you know, as, as someone who you know completed dance, and you look at dancers. You know, we're meant to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we're we have to be entrepreneurial because you know there's gigs that we're gonna have to go after, kind of like how contractors have to go after gigs themselves to get right. you know to to utilize their skills. Right. And then you know, once you build up enough, uh, you know, momentum, skills, and stuff like that, then you know you kind of want to branch out and do your own thing and use your uh, background to help you through and stuff like that. But I always encourage people to go to college, right? You know, to complete it, but you know, go there because there is a network there for you. Yes. And that's one of the things I didn't utilize the most was my, it was like a network. I mean, I, I still have connections with some of them, but I don't utilize them. I don't utilize them as much. I didn't utilize them and that mm. kind of put me back in square one. But I kind of told people, like I, I tell people like, just go there and build a network right. because you never know that you might meet someone that can actually put you 
you know, what if you want to be a millionaire or a billionaire? You know, there is someone there at yeah. those colleges that can help you get there, but you got to be able to help them as well. Right. And Spot on. Uh, or and, and if there's not those kind of people there, then there's also, you know, professors, professors have connections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I'm still trying to get back in touch with some of my professors, you know, to connect with them. There's one professor that I got to get in touch with. And he was always on my ass because I was I was so hard headed in college <laughs> and wasn't really like focused. And when I first got into San Diego State, because I transferred from a community college. I was just from this. I, I was broken hearted over this chick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't give a damn and stuff like that. I, I told I told this I told the story to many times to people and stuff like that. Like I was brokenhearted and and all of this jazz and in and you know what I've learned, what I should have done differently was, you know, I should have what I wish had happened was I looked at it differently. Okay. You know, that I actually utilize I used that as fuel for my success to get up there and stuff like that. But Obviously, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I I, I can't force where I want to go to because you know there's certain things that there's, you know, if it's out of my control, you know, it's out of my control. And then you know, of course, God or the universe, He puts you where you need to be so you can mm-hmm. excel there. So preach, brother, preach. Nah, look, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm listening in here, and hopefully, I mean, your listeners are just the value you're dropping. You know, the one thing is, I will tell you, in you know leaving high school, going into college. I mean, it's a tricky time, especially in in boyfriend, girlfriend style relationships, because you're learning about yourself, right? So, so much self-awareness starts to take place. You're meeting new people. Might be the first time you're actually getting out of the house, like the freedom um, you're getting from your parents (laughs) if you live on campus. So it's a tricky time to maneuver, you know? It is. It's like you have to utilize the online space. Like people have to get uncomfortable. I mean, there's even relationships that people are in that are figuring out that this is not the person I want to be with, you know, and that's the tough part. Right. But there's a lot of people out there that don't want to admit it because they want to actually prove it wrong. There's a, there's a lot of people in that prove it wrong relationships, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is just, Oh man, uh, trust me. I'm usually, whenever I see that, I'm like, you're not going to change. You're not going to change the other person. If that's what you're thinking. Um, you know, we were trying to like, I don't know. We were just watching some some reality show last night, uh, Empire, something with Asian reality show, and actually it's out there in LA, um, similar to like Crazy Rich Asians. And in the show, it's the same thing. Like the you know the guy is clearly like destroying this lady's life, the girl's life, and she, um, I don't know. She, I guess she was trying to prove her friend wrong that <laughs> that the guy was changing. And I mean, it was obviously it's a show, so I'm not sure how much of it is fabricated. <laughs> But, um, There's a lot of uh, people out there that have this idea of loving that person, but really that idea is just an idea. Right. Like, you know, I remember when I was getting over one of the most significant breakups that had happened to me a few years ago. Um, you know, I, we met up because of closure, which was stupid. Hmm. It was so stupid. <laughs> because it's not closure it's opening up the door again i was was just about to ask you like did you meet up because of closure did you meet up and restart the relationship i met up because i thought it was closure for for me which it was actually okay um but it had to open the door Mm -hmm. (laughs) which i learned my lesson and here's the thing is like you know uh she she told me i thought i really loved you but i think I only love the idea of you so she in that perspective you know she was trying to change me into something that I was not Mm. and 
you know, it, it, it was a hard pill to swallow at the time, but I didn't really like, I, I don't think I really like registered it the way like most people did. I was just like, <laughs> I was still like, in, I was still in love with this chick at the time. Right, right. But when, 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 when I look back and she said that it was, it was the idea, I was like, damn, that shit really sucked. But at the end of the day, that's the lesson that I learned. You know, there's some things that could have been better, but I think, you know, the relationship could have ended a lot sooner mm. than me trying to stay in and proving everybody wrong. Right. Because when you're trying to prove every, every, everybody wrong, your relationship is not authentic. It is just trying to prove people wrong. And that's kind of getting to the, and, and that kind of talks, and that kind of goes into your field of mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, every every breakup tells you a lot where your mental health is at. Have you ever recognized that? Of course. And disclaimer, I am not a therapist. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to throw that out there one more time. Yeah, no, look relationships um i think for me the easiest way to to kind of compare it to is to business because that's the realm i've been in um and one of the key things is communication has to be um and it's a skill i think you develop over time in relationships you know i've been married uh to my wife and we have a 10 year old son so we've been together for over 11 years now um and if you thank you thank you i just throw it out there in case she's listening um you know so um (laughs) You know, the communication, like you said, you would have ended the relationship sooner. Um, and it's really it's really just like I said, if you can communicate well enough what you're feeling, where you are in life, um, your partner, if they do the same thing, you start to see, you know, whether it's going to work out or not. If you're true to yourself, if you're honest, and that sometimes is the hard part um, when you're kind of I mean, you're in love with also the physical aspect of somebody can, can really alter the emotional aspect. So you might be fighting all the time and be so physically infatuated with the person because of the way they look and you're going to make some bad decisions, you know? So um, yeah. it's, a, it's a huge and dynamic. Yeah. It's, it's like not a one-stop shop. I think, I think what I've heard at least in your progression is you kind of were getting to know yourself through the process as well. So I'm, I'm sure, I don't know if you're in a relationship now or, you know, the next one you do get into, you're going to bring so much more to the table and you probably won't waste your time either. You're probably going to cut it off sooner when you realize it going down the wrong path. Or if you see it going well, you'll probably, you know, put in more effort because you already know what to look for. So, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, that's where, and, and, you know, I remember I I spoke about this in the last podcast, like after the last relationship that I was in, you know, I, I noticed the pattern. I noticed that I was allowing these uh, women that I was dating, you know, walk over me, disrespect me. And I took that as this is normal. But then I'm like, wait a minute. This is why I'm, I'm this is now, you know, I'm not really taking a stand for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really communicating. I'm being afraid of communication. Mm-hmm. Why am I being afraid of communication? Duh, this is like, I gotta communicate it. And then when I do communicate it, you know, it just doesn't go the way it should be. And then, you know, it, it, it taught me a lot. And that's, and I made the decision to be single uh, after my last relationship okay. only because like, you know, I wanted to really put focus on like my businesses at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was doing a social media marketing business okay. and I don't do it anymore. But, um, but then I, I was like, then let me get to know myself because honestly, there's just a lot that I don't know. And I really want to know, and I want to know like what I really can bring to the table. Right. And, 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 and honestly, 
you know, this pan like without this pandemic, I probably would have been like, I, I mean, I know I had a lot to bring. I still have a lot to bring to the table, 100%. but knowing this pandemic happened and really taking this time and, you know, this pandemic was a blessing in disguise, despite, you know, the negativity that happened throughout, throughout the year. Um, you know, I look at it and it's like, it was a blessing in disguise because it really showed me that I, I not only I learned a lot more about myself, but I had way too much to bring to the table mm -hmm. to where I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. this is a, this is a scary, insane. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, a, it's a great wake up call to, like I said, I, I think, man, hopefully people are listening to like just your own journey is inspiring because it's, you know, sometimes you see like these successful relationships and you think like they're doing something super spectacular to be together. or There's some magical formula, you know, and I mean, every relationship has their own struggles, but it's really not, it's really like, if you know yourself and like you said, like, you know, you have something to bring to the table, you know, you're self-aware, you're confident. Um, and at the same time, you're willing to sacrifice some of yourself for the other person. Cause I think that's something that doesn't get spoken to a lot. Like my wife, you know, I started a business and, and people here, business owner, and like, we bought a house last year, like we're doing well financially, just to say, but people think, that's great. but people think in 2015, we were doing well. Hell no. Like starting a business means you're putting money out. You're in debt. You're negative. You're in the red. So, right. you know, yeah. my wife was the bread <laughs> for two, three years. She was the main breadwinner. And I was bringing in zero dollars because I was putting money back into payroll, into marketing, into all these places, you know. So so just, you know, I think it's she had to make a sacrifice, obviously, for us for those two years. And then vice versa. Once the business took off and started making money, she wanted to go back for grad school. And now I'm the one that had to cook dinner. I'm the one that had to make sure my son was taken care of in the evening. So I made the sacrifice right back for her. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's yeah. one of those places where you have to be so, you have to have a strong foundation within yourself and be so secure within Yo. yourself to be able Yo. to contribute to the other person. And that's why sometimes like, you know, I'm glad that you said that you took a break from dating. Cause like, I don't know, I've been surrounded by like, people that are just like in one relationship it ends and like two days later they're dating or already have a new boyfriend or girlfriend and I'm just like take a break man get to know yourself you know you yeah. owe it to yourself like you deserve that to just be confident and and just you know get grounded within yourself and you don't give yourself that time when you bounce into relationships um, exactly so again, you know your story is inspiring I, I, bro oh thank you think you know honestly it's it's just like you know just I know that I wasn't alone going through this whole entire thing, but, you know, sharing that. But here's here is the trick that helped me, like, get to know myself and heal faster than, you know, let me just say the flash, right? <laughs> um, so and, and it was just talking about it. And, that, and it, it's just talking about it. And that, you don't have to talk about it with others, mm -hmm. but talk about it. You know, you know, I, I talked about it on the podcast, on this podcast. I talked about it on my YouTube channel. I do talk about, you know, dating and like my, my experiences, what to do better and stuff like that. I have a YouTube channel about that. And over like t nearly 2,500 people, uh, you know, follow me because of that. And, you know, I, I, I realized what I was, I, I didn't realize what I was, do I was doing until I started feeling I started seeing things differently. I started mm. feeling great. 
I started mm-hmm. feeling better. I started feeling, it, it was just talking about it. The more you talk about right. it, there's growth in there. And the, the more there, and the more you grow, the more secure you are becoming with yourself. Because when you, just like you said, like the happiest people in relationships, they, they, those two, like, they didn't just make each other happy. That's right. like, that's like the cherry on top. Right. They made themselves happy first, like individually, like started with you first. And then when it was the, when it was the relationship happened, you know, that started bloom. That started like, right. You know, the whole thing was just like next level. And, you know, I started realizing that, you know, I, I haven't been in a relationship since, but, you know, I know that it's bound to happen. Right, because it's like, mm-hmm. I, it's, and it's probably going to be like this overwhelming feeling that I've never experienced. And I thought I've experienced in the past, but I never experienced that I probably would never experience. But when you can get to that point to where you're very secure with yourself and your significant other is very secure, and right. you get into this and, and beyond this relationship, that there's no telling where that relationship is going to go, like, because I know it's going to go above and beyond, but we're talking oh, right. about above and beyond and, you know, go buzz light year to infinity and beyond. Oh, Let's put yeah. it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you're spot on. Look, it's it's similar. You know, I'm not a big dancer like you are, Mr. Professional here. But, you know, you throw on some bachata. Yeah, I'm good to go. You know, but, you know, it's the same thing, right? When you start dancing, there's different levels of dance, right? And sometimes you're not confident. Sometimes you're learning. Sometimes you're making mistakes. But every time you come back, you know, the next day you're getting better, you're learning, you're progressing. Relationships are, it, again, it's really no different. I just think, unfortunately, you know, with social media, the TV, the outside influences, and it also depends on how you were raised. Like there's so many factors that kind of go into it. And like you said, mental health is, it plays a big role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's two people coming together. I think, again, the ego that we carry can destroy a relationship. Um, and that's a very hard thing to catch sometimes. So again, it's just a lot of things, but I, I'm always just like, figure yourself out, learn yourself, ground yourself first. Um, and then, you know, obviously when you're in the relationship, it's a little bit easier for you to stay in it longer or to get out of it faster because, uh, you know, again, a forced relationship is extremely unhealthy. Um, and sometimes after a year or two, you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to call it quits because we've vested so much time, but if it's toxic, who cares how much time you've invested? Like, end it and move mm-hmm. on, you know? You touched up on uh, a word that there's a lot of people that still have this, and it's in their way, and it's a reason why they don't get what they want, and that is ego. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. ego is probably, it, like, um, if you haven't killed your ego in this pandemic, you haven't changed. There, there's, 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 there's no, there's, there's, there's some growth, but I'm not going to say you've grown to another level because you like, we're talking about ego here, but you know, like you have to feel like you've hit rock bottom many times. You have to, Mm -hmm. you have to feel like you hit rock bottom when it comes to your relationship, like you, or when it comes to, you know, a business, um, you know, I, I, I told this, you know, the other day, you know, where I was supposed to move to Miami and I had this whole business going on and it was amazing. I, I worked my ass off and then next thing you know, Corona happened and then uh, I, I didn't end up moving. I ended up back in San Diego, which is not a bad alternative. But, you know, when I got back, I was depressed for like mm. a month. 
And then, but like I was depressed for a month and I was struggling. Like, why, why is it happening again? Why is this, why am I failing again? Mm. And, and it, it was perfectly understood. And there was like this one little ounce of hope that I had, like, I had to approach everything from curiosity because, and, and that whole thing was, you know, in order for me to move forward, I have to be curious, but I need to let something go. And that is that ego that, you know, led me to that failure, you know? So I'm so glad you touched up on ego because, you know, there's a lot of yeah. it that people have and, you know, they don't realize well, that it's hurting them. Well, plus people don't want to talk about, things like that sometimes right like you kind of want to then we all put on this this facade that that we don't have ego issues or narcissistic tendencies or like you know everyone wants to be perfect you know you go on instagram and no one shows their pain or their real true self um and i think we all try to fit to kind of show that same thing it's just show perfection show how we are great how we don't have issues and we'll point the finger at the other person um, instead of just kind of, uh, I mean, if you do it, if you point a finger right now, straight out, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard, I used to hear that in a training class when I was doing sales. And I used to wonder, I'm like, man, we're so good at that, right? We always point the finger, especially in relationships. Oh, you did this. You know, it's your fault. Like, and then there's three pointing back at you, though. So the moment you start looking at yourself, which is what you said, you kind of start self-reflecting. You, you get curious. You ask yourself some questions. And it's okay to be in those places, to be in those places of anxiety and depression. That's fine. That's normal. You know, the point is that like when you hit rock bottom, the other thing they would always say in training is, you know, there's only one place to go from the, from the bottom is up. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not, again, it's not a, it's a painful place to be, but it's not the worst place in the world to be. It's a place for you to reflect and go, all right, let me fix myself. Let me, and again, you said it, the COVID-19 gave a lot of people the same opportunity that gave you the question is, are they pointing that finger out or are they looking at the three pointing back and just really reflecting and then building themselves up before they go back out? Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, excuse and excuse my language on this one, but, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people are having a hard time admitting, saying to themselves, damn, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you know? for real. Oh, yeah, dude, no one wants to. Like, you know, like who really wants to say that? And it, it's it's something that has to be a habit. Like I, again, driving out of college, I think I had to mature really fast. And I would always think to myself, like, man, if I fail and I dropped out, I'm proving everyone right. And that sucks. Like, man, to be, you know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone's against you. So like, I had to like learn about like self-improvement. Like I had to change the way my mind was thinking in order to be successful. Again, in, in 2005, six, seven, Getting a college degree got you a job. I know it's different for people now where they get a degree and it's hard to find work. You know, before 2010, you had a bachelor's degree, you were probably going to find work, you know, 40, 50 grand a year, at least you're, you're finding a job. So I was kind of just going against the grain thinking I can do this without the degree, which a lot of people do. I'm not the only one, obviously, but it, was, it forced me, like you said, rock bottom forced me into a place where I had to look at myself and fix a lot yeah. of small things that lead to success. And it's again, success is not this magical place, right? A successful relationship is not a magical place. It's just a lot of small things that I think if people focused on fixing them along. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I almost, I think I lost you a little bit. I don't know if uh, uh, it cut up or anything like that. 
But I, I, I did want to also bring up, you know, um, wanted to ask you this question, like, why you think mental health, mental health is important? Oh, I think I did lose you. Oh, I, I mean, if I did lose you, I mean, you know, work your way back around, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I keep everybody entertained right here and I'm pretty sure this is entertaining for them right now because I'm trying to like, you know, stall. <laughs> all right. All right. I think we're, we're good now. Are we? Dominic, sorry about that. Yeah. I got that phone call and I hit end and I don't know. It just took me out of the app and wouldn't. It's all good. It's in. all good. I, but I, um, I wanted to ask you, you know, sure. why uh, mental health is important. Yeah, I mean, it, you mean specifically to being in a relationship or just overall? Let, let's go overall and then relationship. Yeah, you know, man, growing up in a... Oh, he's about to start some fire and all of a sudden and they just cut out. <laughs> sorry about you know okay uh, i'm back i'm back i'm sorry about that um you know growing up in a dominican latino household i think everything was swept under the rug whenever it came to like any mental health topic and sometimes it wasn't even anything major it could just be stress just a little bit of anxiety um and you wouldn't even get a chance to speak about it it kind of just again swept under the rug it's nothing major ignore it you know and then as an adult you kind of start looking back and you wonder why you're afraid to speak in public or you wonder why you don't know how to manage money or how to process anxious thoughts or, you know, depression. You're like, why do I feel sad? I don't even know what this really is. Um, so again, it's, it's such a hidden conversation that, you know, I look back now and I'm like, man, it doesn't always have to be going to a therapist. I feel like that's necessary when you do have extreme challenges. But like you said, even talking things out is a form of therapy. Um, you know, in mental health, I, I feel like it's one of those things where it's not, you know, it's not like when you go to a doctor with a broken bone, you can just see it. It's obvious. It's right in front of you. Mental health is kind of one of those things you just don't see sometimes, right? Somebody mm -hmm. with depression, like clinical depression looks normal, right? They can be dressed up with makeup and with their hair done and they can be right in front of you smiling and they're clinically depressed, you know, and, and things like that. So it's, it's one of those things, again, I, I feel like the more that there's an awareness of the real problem and the more you hear success stories from it, um, you'll get more people to open up and be comfortable. Like what you're doing with relationships, again, everyone's the best partner in a relationship until they start hearing other people's stories of crashing and burning. And then they go, well, you know, I actually crashed and burned too, you know, and then they start sharing. So, so the mental health conversation, um, you know, has to just, especially in the Latino Hispanic community, has to really start start getting into the younger ages. You know, the parents really have to start taking uh, ownership of the fact that sometimes they're the root uh, problem to what's happening in the household. You know, and and I think the one place where you can see that it's obvious is when somebody gets divorced and they have kids, because yeah. at that point, you know, if you're in a happy relationship you're doing well, you're raising a kid. Sometimes you, you see a happy kid, you know, a kid who's doing well. And as soon as the divorce happens, you will see the kid's entire personality on many, on many occasions change where they'll start misbehaving, they'll start acting out, uh, lack of sleep, lack of wanting to eat. Um, How they respond and, to it. And they respond, right, because they're kids and you just broke the structure that they've been in for, for whatever amount of time they've been in it. 
Um, so a lot of the kids that we work with, that is one of the places where it's just very obvious as to why the kids are acting a certain way. Um, on some occasions, you know, you have to dig deeper and, and sometimes the underlying issue is not on the surface. I just think for anyone who thinks, you know, mental health, ah, it's a myth, it's not that serious. Look at a broken house. Look at a house where the parents are fighting and there's kids involved. And you, you will see a very vivid picture of, of struggling emotional challenges. And then you look at a, at a household that the, you know, husband and wife, again, a happy home doesn't mean there's every situation, every scenario is perfect. But if you see a husband and wife who are working together, you know, who are, who are happy, who are supporting each other, who are loving each other, you'll see those kids in a very different state of mind. And that's very true. That's very, very true. Um, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, I have a little brother, of course, and you know, I'm trying to make sure because, you know, I think uh, my, my pops and, you know, his last wife, their divorce and, I'm trying to, and, and he, he plays video games and stuff like that. So I try to see like how he is, he's, you know, handling the whole thing and he does misbehave, but I think video games uh, kind of, you know, keep him more grounded. Yeah. Coping uh, mechanism, um, of course. Yeah. It's a great coping mechanism. And I just tell him like, don't be afraid to talk to me. You know, you can always, I, I don't judge mm-hmm. all that, all that, all that. And, you know, he's also got an older brother over there as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it's, it's a it's a process that I know that I gotta get him through because I want him to have, you know, great relationships with people and you know not to act on his emotions, because you know when he can, because you know acting on emotions can lead to so many mm-hmm. uh, bad mm-hmm. uh, decisions. But um, and you know the one thing I just want to highlight you just said is I'm not judging anyone for you know again we're at different points in our lives at different times when we make decisions based on, you know, based on a, a lot of different factors. So I don't judge anyone who's, you know, struggling in a relationship, who's struggling. And that's, I think that is the other big challenge is there's a huge stigma behind, um, again, I grew up, uh, if you had bipolar schizophrenia, w- well, tell me what you would have been called. What do you, what would the Dominican say to you? Get oh, that lo- Get that loco. Yeah, they, they, they were crazy. Be- they, they, they have so many names for you. They call you right. crazy. They call you, they, they say you got issues. You need, right. they'll, they'll put you on meds. Right. Um, but you know, it, it's, it, it's not the VIX that's going to do the trick. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, the, the, unfortunately you're getting judged as opposed to helped. Um, and again, you're, you're helping your, your younger brother instead of judging him. And I, I mean, even with your dad, you know, it's, you don't judge him for being in and out of relationships. Who, who knows what's going on that he, for whatever reason he's he's not able to stay it's no judgment it's you know it's really support like hey i'm here for you let's even if you just need a shoulder to, you know, to lean on if you just need to talk even if i don't give you a response sometimes that helps people kind of process their own pain and struggles uh, and again i'm not a therapist so i i can listen to anyone but i can't give i cannot give you therapeutic advice i'm not licensed to do so um and i, I caution people sometimes with that i'm like you know sometimes you give advice and it comes up more as a judgment or as a disappointment if they don't follow it you know if somebody is really struggling like seriously struggling and you see them come to you for comfort be that shoulder to lean on but then also help them find the right resources that's really the best way you know like again i'm in a good relationship with my wife if somebody comes to me and tells me hey me and my wife are struggling i'm gonna tell them what has worked for us but at the same time, I'm going to go, look, if you're at the point where you're thinking of getting divorced, but you don't want to, you genuinely want to try to save it, go to a marriage counselor. 
you know? Yeah. So again, I think that's, it's a lot of it is just a learning curve that if everyone understood that you would see, uh, you know, you'd see mental health. That's kind of just a normal conversation. It's not, it's not taboo. No, no, that's, that's really interesting that you bring up, you know, a marriage counselor and stuff like that, because you know that I, I tell people, you know, go seek one. If you think if, if, you know, I tell people to take my advice with, this, with a grain of salt, but you know, there is uh, licensed therapists that can also help you out as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, try try that, you know, go to a marriage counselor or, you know, go to a relationship counselor, you right. know, go to someone that's going to go to a, like a licensed resource mm -hmm. that can help you. I offered that once upon a time uh, and the girl got defensive, like, I don't got any issues. <laughs> and I'm like, right. I'm like, uh, I already know. Okay. This relationship, it's just a matter of time when this relationship is going to end. Cause well, and, but look, you, you prove, you prove my point, right? It's, it, you feel judged right away. And that's because we were raised that way. As soon as you mentioned it, she probably was like, I'm not crazy. No one's crazy. It, that's not even what you were insinuating, but you wanted the relationship to work and she possibly had one foot out and that's kind of a sign. But again, the stigma around mental health is that. And it's, yep. it's a delicate topic. I mean, again, I, I speak for how I grew up. I grew up where it is. A, it was a delicate topic. And my parents, man, you know, they've been together since um, like before I was born, obviously, but they were married, both of them separately, previous um, different marriages. And, um, and, and I grew up in a fairly stable household. My parents did communicate, you know, they shared the finances. There wasn't one bank account for each of them. They had joint bank accounts and, you know, they did well for themselves. They worked and, we ate dinners together, you know, they showed up to my basketball and baseball games. Like I had a nice, ch decent childhood with obviously every struggle that everyone has, um, just general struggles. But again, my, and I'll tell you this, um, I have a 27 year old cousin, 26, 27, maybe 28, bipolar schizophrenia. But everyone's like, yo, he's crazy. Don't like when he calls, don't pick up. And I'm just like, why? It's, Oh, I think I lost you again. <laughs> um, and you know what? It, it, it comes down and, and, you know, just growing up in that kind of environment, you know, being judged, it's uh, definitely, yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, thank, you now. thank God. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Sorry <laughs> to cut you off. Now I was going to say like, yeah, being judged, it's, 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 it's definitely tough when, especially growing up. I, um, you know, I have a cousin, I think he's out in Japan. Now, obviously, it was uncomfortable for me at the time when he started coming out. Um, you know, I was just like, I'm not going to don't don't judge him. Don't judge him. Don't judge him. Because right. there there was a part of me, you know, and that was like how I was raised. Like, judge him, judge him, judge him because everybody else is doing it. But right. I didn't want to because I don't know what he's really going through mentally. Mm. And then, you know, he he's now transgender. So okay. I so so, of course, my 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 of course it was on my dad's side of the family and you know, you know he feels like he feels betrayed he feels mm. you know judged and stuff like that and you know i and i try not to you know put that energy like that out there for him and stuff like that i haven't talked to him in a while right. but um you know i don't judge him for his decision or what he feels and stuff like that because at the end of the day that's that's him that's you know him. yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to judge him for you know his decision and stuff like that and if that's what you feel that's what you feel you know i mean that's more power to you right so i mean i'll tell you, um, I'll tell you this look you 
you have such a well-rounded thought, you know, some people separate like boyfriend, girlfriend, friendships and relationships with their family as all different. All those relationships have a very similar thing and, and you have to be empathetic towards, you know, towards someone else's situation. Like, and like you said, it's, it's his life. He's living it. Like, who are you to tell him to kind of jump in there and judge him and attack him? Exactly. And, and that, again, that's, every relationship in the boyfriend girlfriend relationships you you again you see that a lot you see me imposing my ambitions or my pain on the other person um and that that creates just this conflict like i said i think you going into your next relationship if you keep podcasting it it's going to be just like an amazing journey that other people are going to be able to take from it because again there's no there's no perfect formula but the fact that you're documenting like the struggles and the successes will give a lot of comfort to to people. You know, I get, I mean, I got been with my wife for so long um, that I don't remember dating. But if I was in the point where I'm like, oh man, I need to start dating, it'd be nice to listen in on conversations like this to give just comfort and direction and, and things like that. So it's pretty cool that you're doing this, man. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I, I do this, I do this here on the podcast. I do this on YouTube. I'm actually thinking about, you know. Uh, I'm 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 gonna put this on the YouTube channel as well, but Nelson, I I, I want to ask, man, how can people find you? Well, I am on Instagram with underscore son of Nell underscore. That's my tag on Instagram. On Facebook, if you search Nelson Osorio O S O R I O, I come up. I do have a private group called the Inspire Project on Facebook, which is a group where I share uh, my journey back into real estate investing. I, I flipped houses for some time. So I'm just sharing kind of my journey back into that, bringing on some of my friends who are in real estate finance and things like that to share tips and tricks and, and things like that. Um, if you're on clubhouse, you could find me at mental health CEO or just search Nelson Osorio. So far, I think I'm the only Nelson Osorio on the app. Um, <laughs> and um yeah i mean i you know it's crazy because i tried podcasting i tried youtubing i just i don't have the structure for it uh to do it on my own but I, I, I appreciate you so much for having me on like this has been fun it's been a great conversation i've learned a lot um from just hearing like your like the stuff you've gone through so i really appreciate you brother yeah no nelson i i really appreciate you and of course you know i i Want to give a shout out to Clubhouse, you know, for bringing a community together and getting people in touch with their culture again, stuff like that, because, you know, that's how I felt a long time ago. I just didn't feel in touch. And then, you know, I was missing that community. And, you know, um, I'm very thankful for that app. And, you know, I'm thankful for you as well, Nelson, you know, for spitting that value, that knowledge uh, to share with the audience. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, if you find this episode valuable, I want you to drop a like, drop a comment, drop a share if you can. And of course, it is your man's Mr. Dominic Cruz coming at you with another episode of How to Move On. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take it easy.